Hello, Playdate. This is Don. This is Nick. And I'm Ryan. This week we are covering Playdate news. Recent indie releases. And room, giddy boom, 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 booming our way into the new year. Thank you for listening. Welcome 2024. Let's get started. And uh, welcome also to all the uh, folks who just got playdates for the holidays or picked one up recently. Uh, thank you so much. They are available for order right now. You get them soon after ordering. So thank you for checking this out and welcome to the family. Yes. Welcome yeah. to the playdate community. It's a friendly place here. Glad you're aboard. Enjoy 12 weeks of, of games. Ooh, that's a good time. I remember that good time well. Yes. Indeed. Oh, and thank you, uh, Ryan and Nick, for picking up the Slack last time. Yeah, and welcome back, Don. Good yes. to have you back. Thank you. I finally, it took four years, but I finally got COVID and could not uh, talk last time. And I yeah. will be coughing through most of this episode. But uh, I really appreciate the help, guys. Of course, we bumbled our way through last episode, so I hope you enjoyed it. Flawless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if I would say that. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of new Playdate owners, new Playdate, uh, what is our podcast called? Hello, Playdate podcast listeners. Speaking oh. of all that newness, if you're new here, welcome. And what we like to start things off with is a little boop-boop-boop <laughs> in it with the news and notes. This is our first news and notes section of the new year. Very exciting. And we're going to start things off by letting you know that... Catalog is taking a break for the holidays. Not the most exciting of news, but news nonetheless. Evidently, they're going to return in mid-January. They mentioned this on their socials uh, last month, I guess it is. Last year, I guess it is now. But uh, but yeah, should be coming back soon. Just a little holiday hiatus. Which brings us to our next news and note. Ars Technica names Yoyozo a game of the year. Uh, and I am told by a one Nicholas Cornelius Bartholomew Baldridge the fourth that this is not just a playdate game of the year. This is a bona fide big boy game of the year list, right? Uh, yeah, that's right. So this is a like an overall all different games uh, from all different consoles, computers, etc. Uh, game of the year list. So very impressive that Yoyoza made this list. And congratulations to the developer, which is yes. uh, Ginger Beard Man, correct? Indeed. Ginger Beard person, great job over there making this game and making the list. Uh, I even saw him chiming in in the comments over there saying something to the effect of, you have no idea what it feels like reading through a game of the year list and seeing your own name there. It was so neat to see him popping in there mentioning as much. So congrats, uh, Ginger Beardo. That was a lovely time. And I have not played Yoyozo yet. Have either of you guys played this game yet? I I remember seeing it on the direct a few months back and thinking that it just looked absolutely bonkers, you know, waving this bungee cord thing around the screen. Uh, and I, I must admit, I don't totally understand gameplay. But all that to say, have you guys played this? Nick, have you played it yet? I haven't. No. Um, yeah, I've played it uh, quite a bit. I started off um, thinking, oh, this is a cute little fun game. But after talking to some people, I uh, learned that there's more depth to it and became a little addicted to it and had to pull myself away to oh. uh, attend to some other things. But yeah, it's it's pretty neat. Definitely worth a look. So like you get 
more bungee cords to swing about or no no but there's a lot of uh stats on the screen at once and mm-hmm. it took a little while to figure out what they all were but there's a really good manual uh on the catalog page that explains what all the stats are and mm-hmm. if the string goes too long it'll it'll break and this game over but uh, uh, that affects scoring i don't want to say too much because it's kind of fun to find some of the things as you're playing okay cool yeah. my interest is peaked especially with this new game of the year status all mm-hmm. right um speaking of games and years uh don you've got some things down here right yeah i just wanted to mention that the uh the panic staff uh put up their staff picks for 2023 up on the catalog site so i'll put a link in the show notes the uh, play editors or the panic editors put a list of their favorite games so everybody picked one maybe uh, and they put a little note on why they picked them, but all 14 games are available uh, on catalog, obviously. So you can click through the list and then click another button to buy now and it'll sideload right to your device. So very good list. I think, yeah, I've played all of them and no bad games in the bunch, obviously, because they're the best of the year. So nice. Very cool. Got the and speak- seal of approval. <laughs> well, got the panic seal of approval even above that. But uh, speaking of which, on our next episode, we will be doing our favorite game for 2023. But as a little teaser, uh, one of our friends of the show, uh, great developer, Dylan, uh, also known as Ledbetter, who is the developer of Art And and Art 7 and many other games, he posted his favorite games uh, on our Discord. So I just want to read through his favorite games of 2023 and some little uh, bonus categories. As a little teaser... Uh, towards our list next year. So new listeners can get uh, a quick listen on some games they should check out in the meantime. So at number 10, he's got Word Trip. Number nine, Realistic Fishing, which we uh, reviewed a few episodes back. Uh, Number eight, Swap Machina. Number seven, The King's Dungeon. Number six, Made and Wired, which we reviewed very recently. Uh, Number five, Hidden, which is available for free over on Itch. Uh, number four, Resonant Tale. Uh, number three, Nightingale. Number two, Space Rat Miner. And number one, Treasure Chasers, which is free if you know where to find it. Uh, uh, if you Google it, it's free. But it's also available, I think, for like two bucks or a dollar maybe on uh, Catalog. Well, Nick just gave me a dirty look. It's not free unethically. The dev just gave it away for free on its website. Oh. So if you can find the dev's <laughs> website... It's just a little bit of extra work. We're talking about actual piracy? No, no piracy in this pirate game. Uh, (laughs) It's just a little extra footwork than hopping on It's Your Catalog. But you can also hop on Catalog and buy it there. Um, He also made a list of best games I should have played more of, which includes Direct Drive, Quantum Phantom Basketball, The Keeper, which we did a very long episode about uh, this past year, and Post Hero, which we also did a a good episode Mm -hmm. about. Uh, best games I worked on this year, <laughs> which includes Art and More and Nightingale. Best Mole, Ryan, I hope you're paying attention. Yours popped up there. Yeah, not Mole Mania, but Crash Mole, really fun game. Uh, best Root Beer Drinking Bear game goes to Root <laughs> Bear. And finally, games I'm most excited for on Playdate. These are upcoming games. Includes Comet, Cranky Dog, Diora. Outside Parties, Island 2, and Wi-Fi Dungeon Organism Online. I don't know if I'm familiar with the last one, but it sounds interesting. So 
Just anyway, out of curiosity, how many more Playdate game titles do you think will have the word cranky in the title? Keep you got cranky coming. bird, cranky dog, cranky co-host. We need a cranky what? mole. Yeah, keep them coming. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the new fishing game. It's the word cranky in the title. All right. Uh, cool. So we made it through Leadbetters, correct? Yeah. Thank you for sending that over, Leadbetter. Appreciate it. Indeed. Yeah. Yes. Very cool. And we will regale you with our own top tens or top somethings, best ofs next episode. So something to look forward to foreshadowing. In the meantime, um, I mentioned at the top of the show that this is a very friendly community, this whole Playdate place. Uh, in fact, there is another Discord that is not ours, the Playdate Squad Discord. And over there, I saw that they were offering, quote unquote, community playdates now before you get too excited and thinking that you're going to get a playdate for free that's not what this is the community playdates are essentially virtual meetups and it's a place where folks can hang out and develop games or stream games or make art or whatever and uh i'm will include a link will include a link to the uh playdate squad discord in our show notes for today's episode uh where you can find that in their news and notes section uh, i just thought that was really cool that they're trying to get together this global community and share some space and time together uh for all of us who are really interested in this lovely little handheld device glad you think so too all right next um <laughs> i received guess what guys look at this I'm showing don and nick for the very first time my uncranked number one magazine and i am super excited about this uh i think i've mentioned on past episodes that i got into batch number two and i was really hoping that it would happen it happened zanya the editor of uncranked has printed batch number two and i just got mine a day or two ago uh and it looks great this is coming from someone who is an artist who publishes comics and publications of various <laughs> and sundry kind uh and i was really impressed with a number of things about this book uh it's a great print quality it's got 48 pages it's uh uh, perfect bound, which means it's got a square spine. It feels very magazine-esque. It doesn't feel like uh, a self-published zine. It feels like it's uh, really got some meat on its bones. Um, and it's got stuff that it's already uh, advertised, like an interview with Chris ben uh, Mandra about the making of Direct Drive, uh, Lua tutorial by Pizza Fuel, uh, Mouflon Cloud looks at internet communities, and a bunch of other stuff that was not advertised that I was really excited about. Like uh, Ledbetter did an article on Grips. Uh, talks about his uh, ability to hold this tiny device and some 3D printing stuff that he's done. Zanya talks about some Playdate accessories. And there's even some really cool things like classified ads. So if you want to advertise that you are a pixel artist and want to work with a developer or vice versa, or you've got something that you want to mention in terms of Playdate-ness, there's a call for classified ads in there. Uh, they've also got a section for art submissions. Uh, they're taking submissions that will be Playdate-related art. It could be pixel art. It could be uh, non-pixel Playdate-related art. Um, so there's stuff like that. Word searches, mentions of games to come, just a ton of stuff jammed in here. So if you're on the fence about picking up an uncranked number one, there are still 
precious few number of copies left of batch number two, I am told. So you can actually go over to Zanya's page where there is no longer a pre-order button. It's an actual order button to pick up one of these last few copies of Uncranked number one. Uh, so if, if you haven't done it, uh, now's the time to do it. <clears throat> let's see. We will have a... Uh, oh, let's see here. We've got a uh, link to Zanya's page that will be in the show notes. Uh, and you can either get this in a physical uh, version or an app version. Mine arrives today. Hey. Oh, nice. You did it. The yeah. the blast worked last time. <laughs> it did. It did. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. This awesome. Uh, The Playdate Zine app is a free or name your own price little game that she made. Of course... <laughs> she cranks out games like crazy, but there's a, like a word search in there and uh, links to the articles and stuff. So that's kind of a little thing that's promoting it. Yeah, very cool. I don't think it's the entire zine that's mm -hmm. in the app, but uh, but I think there are some elements from number one. Any hoots uh, in Zanya Corner, I'm also told that the 2024 calendars are also back in stock after not being in stock for a bit. So if you're interested in grabbing one of those new calendars, Playdate themed calendars, uh, they are in stock too. Uh, and that's over on Zanya's page. So um, walking on down the road from Zanya Lasagna Avenue over to Scenic Route Avenue, we are talking about some Scenic Route stuff. First of all, uh, Scenic Route was mentioning a new game called Crackers that looked Pretty, pretty dope, as the kids say. Uh, but it is currently on hiatus, uh, saying that he just needed a break from it. And while that break was happening, he just happened to crank out another game called Shift 2. So Shift 2 is moving full steam ahead. And uh, I contacted Mr. Scenic Route, who did not tell me a whole bunch of stuff about it. But what he would tell me is that it should be releasing Q1 of 2024. So really coming out any old day now. Um, but he's been releasing some uh, title screens and some gameplay footage on uh, social media. So check that out if you're interested. Uh, I mean, one of the best title animations yet, right? Would you say? Have you seen the title animation? Don, please tell me you've seen this. And Shift 2? Yeah, it's, it's oh, very slick. Killer. Yeah. Um, so I'm making Nick jealous. <laughs> Almost as good as drainpinball.com. That's drainpinball.com. Uh, but also in Shift 2 news, I was chatting with uh, Mr. Scenic Route, as I mentioned, and he told me this really great story about how this game got started. And he said for Shift 2, he was laying in bed with his brain refusing to turn off, trying to come up with ways that he could make crackers play well. And he said that he ended up on his phone and ran across Ron Lentz Island 2 logo, where the N is a sideways 2. And then the logo for Shift 2 just sort of popped into my head, so I got it up and made it. <laughs> I thought that was so funny that basically just this like logo inspiration caused a whole new game to come about. Uh, so whatever makes it work, Mr. Scenic Route, right on, good on you. And thank you for providing us with even more games. Uh, so I think that's all the news and notes I've got. What about you guys? Yeah, he said it was okay to provide some early impressions of Shift 2. 
Um, okay. I've been messing around a little bit with an early version of it, so it is not a final release or anything. But uh, it does play similar to uh, Shift 1, which was one of my favorite games of last year. And But there are new types of blocks and like ways to level up and level down the blocks to create bonus multipliers. So the gameplay is kind of turned on its head a little bit, but the actual, well, the gameplay is the same, but uh, scoring opportunities are magnified quite a bit and changed. So the way you play it and your strategy has been changed quite a bit. So um, it's got a lot of polish on it, lots of little effects and whatnot. So looking forward to playing the final thing, but keep an eye out. I was very surprised to see shift to uh, just pop out of nowhere. So very cool. <laughs> yeah, very cool indeed. I look forward to playing it myself. Uh, in the meantime, why don't we wrap up that section and head over to our boop, <clears throat> boop, boop, respectful boop, uh, indie inventory, which is happening right now. That's our next section. Don, take it away. Thank you. Yeah, indie inventory. Uh, we're just highlighting some recent indie releases, uh, mostly over on itch. Don't forget to rate and review games. I'm way behind on that. I need to hop on that and review some games. Um, you guys mentioned Escape the Arcade last episode, um, but I wasn't here, and I wanted to kind of circle back to it real quick. Um, it's kind of like, it uses panels, which is a comic book. Uh, what is it, Nick? What would you consider it? Like an OS? Like a motion comic visual novel type system? Platform, or yeah. Oh, engine? Engine, yeah. thank you, engine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you're, you're like playing through a comic book, but each room you get to in the comic book is like a little escape room with a puzzle in it, and you have to figure out how to get the character through the puzzle and out into the next room of the comic. So there's like 14 rooms and um, I was provided a review copy, but I was I wanted to buy it anyway because I love arcades and the different things in there. I like escape rooms and a lot of the puzzles are really clever and whatnot. Um, a huge knock on the game uh, is that there's no pinball machines in the arcade. So, you know, we got to ding it there. <laughs> we talked about that last time. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, no, but uh, we're I'm just joking. But um, the dev is Julie Bjornskov. And she is a comic artist or cute character artist. I don't know. Like the art in the game is her art. But then you go to her Instagram and there's a lot of very colorful characters and whatnot. So she's already an established artist that made this really cool uh, game. So I would say this is a good game for anyone maybe ages, I don't know, maybe 10 or 11 and up. Because some of the puzzles are tricky, but the story is is fine for for younger players uh anyway very cool uh highly worth a look highly recommend it so even though it's using panels i was used to seeing panels as more of a storytelling mechanism where you're just sort of cycling through these panels and seeing them unfold it sounds like there's more interactivity in this Mm -hmm. uh example of panels use right yeah you'll get to a panel and you'll be reading and whatnot but then it you might need five different letters from the text. You'll be scrolling up and down the panels, like to get the clues from the text that you're reading. Mm-hmm. And then when you get to the bottom, it'll show four little places where you can enter four letters to crack the code, let's say, mm-hmm. as an example. Neat. So I don't know how it, I don't know how panels works, but there are uh, moments where you can interact with the screen. And it's not all just entering codes, there are different types of gameplay elements. Okay, cool. Hmm. Yeah, Thanks really for the neat. review, Don. Glad you yeah. uh, uh, thought to come back to that. Yeah. Uh, speaking of reviews, um, Satolite came out, and I did play a little bit of this one. Um, I think Nick and I mentioned this 
what's it on a direct or something remember this it's like a tower defense thing it's like a planet tower defense but like the orbs around the planet are shooting the enemies so the satellites are going around the planet and as they circle back that's it's like a moving tower defense game i don't know you have to look at the gifts but uh I think Don must have been talking about this one with his other co-host. I have yeah, no it was on a different yeah, actually, game. I don't I don't remember seeing this now. I typically don't like tower defense games, but I <laughs> love the look of this and I've always liked those games where like you play around a planet and you zoom off like Angry Birds Star Wars or Mario Galaxy where you use the the gravity of the earth. And playing this, it, there's a lot of strategy on like when you want to put your satellite down because it'll it's always moving so you need to put it somewhere where it'll rotate and start damaging enemies before it gets around to the other side of the planet and then it's not it's on the wrong side of the moon and it can't attack the enemies uh the presentation is really slick there's a little story to it and whatnot um right now it's on sale for four bucks highly recommend this one Hmm. well you've got my interest peaked really fun um ryan's gonna be really busy playing all these games Um, next up is a game. Oh, excuse me. That was by Lubu, by the way. Uh, next up is a game called Australian Safari by FNC 12. I have not played this one, but it looks kind of cool. It's like, oh a, God, what? Another emu murdering game. You're blasting <laughs> kangaroos and e- what is happening? I don't know what's up. I didn't realize emus were such a threat to the earth. Or kangaroos for that matter. Yeah. Oh you drive God. around and shoot wildlife. Fuel the SUV, load the machine gun, and drink some energy drink. What is <laughs> happening in here? Oh my god! I don't, I don't, I don't know that I can contribute eight dollars to the murder of Australian animals. I don't know, but this uh, is a uh, survivor like, right? Um, that's, that's how it fills itself. Yeah. Wow, I didn't put that together, but you're right, Nick. Wow. How did I miss that? I kept thinking like Urban know. Chaos or Desert, not uh, Urban Chaos. Uh, what was it? Jungle Strike, Desert Strike. I ca- I had that in like my head. Some some vibes of the uh, original Jurassic Park game, right? Which just got a re-release for some reason. So <laughs> that's way more than eight dollars. So if you want that, but at a discount, you can try Australian Safari. Well, if Just anyone's clicking on this link in the show notes, we're going to give you a literal trigger warning. Uh, I was not expecting to see all this when I hopped onto these mm-hmm. uh, animated gifs, but boy, howdy, there's there's some there's some blasting. A lot going on there. On the other side of the coin is a, a game for children: Penguins Treasure Hunt by Raytopia. Two fifty of those are exploded. Yes, you murder That's... penguins. It's a children's game about murdering penguins. No, Nick. This is uh, it's like a kid's version of Pac-Man. Is what it looks like. Um, you okay. avoid the wolf and collect coins to get the high score. But eh, it looks cute. I I wasn't gonna put it because it's like game towards children, but there might be people looking for games for children. I used to be yeah. looking for games for my kids. So yeah, I'm sure we've got some parents I, I, uh, listening to the show like us. Yeah, I think we've gotten some some questions like that in the past too. Looks like this might be a winner. I'm uh, looking at these gifts. I'm trying to understand what's happening. So are you trying to collect all of the small dots like the in pellets. Pac-Man? Yeah, I think so. And then there's energizers like the, the bigger dots. 
Um, but there's a, an antagonist character, but just a singular one. Is that? That's what it looks like. Yeah. Just tracking? one wolf. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. There you go. You'll have to give it a shot, Nick. Uh, yeah. I, I have not played that one. Um, next up is About Time by Jmation. Just came out today. Two bucks. This was part of the PlayGM 4. So I think we played like a very brief version of this, but now it's been expanded out into a full game. I remember this being kind of challenging because you're trying to fix a clock and it says how fast the clock is running. So you need to like set it back. So if it says it's like 745, but it's 28 minutes fast, you have to like set it back 28 minutes, but you're on the clock trying to do this quickly. Um, Anyway, the interface looks really slick. It's two bucks. Uh, Like I said, just came out today. So I haven't played the full thing yet. I was going to say the uh, image captures on this look great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up is Simple Mind by Fid3 or Feedy or something. Uh, it's Mastermind. It's, uh, yeah, it's Mastermind. I played this the other day. Keeps oh. a lot of stats and stuff. Um, Neat. Pretty straightforward. I love, I love Mastermind. Uh, we'll give it Downloading a try. Downloading now. Very good. It's a uh, name your own price. <laughs> And uh, the last one, SCP-3-8813. Man, I'm so glad Don's back. Uh, <laughs> by Subpixel. Um, it's a creepypasta narrative game. So it's a crypto game. You're decoding uh, secret messages. Huh. And it tells you some sort of uh, cryptograms about some sort of story i don't know this one just came out too it's four bucks um i was just playing a different crypto game on the play date that came out a long time ago and went just passed up uh and it was pretty Crypt- fun is crypto or cryptography yeah crypt- uh, like cryptograms yeah not okay. crypto coins <laughs> yeah that's kind of how you made it sound <laughs> yeah no 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 the new okay. game from dogecoin the new nft game <laughs> um yeah, anyway. Uh, okay. It looks pretty neat. It reminds me of Black Box. Did you guys ever play that on mobile? Mm-mm. Oh, man. That is a Nick game. Very cool really? puzzle game. Yeah, it's awesome. You're like reading stuff, and there's all these secret, like redacted moments, and it's very. Uh... I'll have to link to that. It's Sounds hard to cool, describe. But not as cool as SCP D38813. Does this say something that I don't understand? Is it like Leet, but I don't. Uh, maybe we have to decode it, Don. Oh, you're right. It probably does say something. Nick, get on it. Okay. Try to figure it out by the end of the episode. What is All that? right, I'm working. Deeble? Is that what that means? The Deeble. We're probably spending not. too much time on this. Okay, and just a couple of uh, uh, catalog entries. Kurobi, did you guys mention that last time? I don't think it was out by the last episode. I wasn't listening last episode. Uh, Kurobi is that one that we thought was like a yo-yo game where you're it's like a side scrolling shoot 'em up. Yeah, it's not. I played it. So there's two (laughs) characters. One of them like punches the like you can go up and punch any enemy, and you can just Mm -hmm. punch anything into anything, and that's how you build up your points by punching one thing into other things. So no yo-yo in hand. Kurobi. Kurobi, yeah. Kurobi or or, or Kurobi, whatever. Am I? Looking at the right game, this looks like a side-scrolling shooter. It is It is like a side-scrolling shooter, but one of the characters doesn't shoot. They just go up and punch something, <laughs> and then whatever ship they punch knocks into the other ships, and that's how you attack. Oh, wacky. And that's how you make combos. 
Huh. And then the, the other trip. character, um, you know, I haven't played it in a couple days, but I think you held them and flung them. So you use the crank to like fling them forward. Kind of like shuffle. What is it? Like a shuffle puck or uh curling or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And so you fling them into the, the thing. It was really okay. interesting. I I see that on a closer inspection of these gifts now. Wow, what a trip. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. It, oh, it's like snooker and like bowling. Those are in the description here. Except for younger, cooler people. For cool people, yes. Yeah. Like us. Mm-hmm. Speaking of which, boop, we're on to wait. Uh, uh are we dash- are we moving on yet? No. Or almost there. There's just a couple. Dash Arena, we've mentioned in the past uh, by Lubu. Two bucks. Very cool game. Sorry, I'll go faster, Ryan. I'm feeling pressure now. I'm, I'm really ready to boop. Waterflow, no, which is kidding. similar to... Take your to... time. Take your time. We're not in a hurry. Lord. We've been... We're 24 minutes in. Waterflow by Torsten Kramer. Uh, it's a pipe dream type game. I played a little bit of it. Uh, you know, with COVID brain, I think I did really bad. But it was, it was two bucks. Um, I like these epic games. Lunalanda, we've talked about in the past. It is a Lunar Lander-like, but very cute. Wait, did you skip past Trickle Greenweed? Yeah, I haven't gotten there yet. You're, you're spoiling the ending. Oh, oops. That's okay. Trickle Greenweed, Mermaid at Law, and Christmas Catastrophe. Ryan's Game of the Year, $6. This is a Phoenix Wright-like that was originally released for the Game Boy? Huh. What? Yeah, this is a Game Boy port. But now it's on Switch. And it looks pretty cool. I do want to play this at some point. Wow, like a cool. good holiday game. Nick, we need you to uh, object. To Objection. Thank oh. you. Yeah, we, we need you to play this and put Santa in his place and let us know what's going on here with this mermaid. All right. This Christmas-themed mermaid game. Hold it. Hold it. Thank you. All right, Ryan, I'm done talking. Please. Okay. All right. Speak your I'm, piece. I'm I'm sorry for that premature boop. I'll make the next one very respectful. All right. There'll be so links to all those games in the show notes. Thank you, Don. Boop. Boop, boop, boop. Next is our pick of the week. I hope you guys are ready for this because it is a Ryan pick of the week. That's me. I picked this game and... Uh, I think it's pretty incredible. It's called Dynamate. So first and foremost, uh, hard to beat that name. Very cool. Uh, And I mentioned this last episode. I don't know if you listened or not, Don, but uh, it's credited to you that I even picked this game. This was an indie inventory game uh, a couple weeks, a couple episodes ago or so. And I remember clicking through this as we were talking and Honestly, this was not going to be my pick of the week. I had another one that I thought, oh, this is probably going to be it for me. And then I started playing Dynamate and boy, howdy, this really sunk its teeth into me. Dynamate is a lovely little puzzle game that uh, really gets your mind thinking in a spatial relationship type of way. There are essentially three different kinds of tiny balls that you are trying to wham into one another. There is a one ball, a two ball, and a three ball. They're all stationary until you select them and tell them where to go. And then they whoosh across the screen in a horizontal or a vertical manner. And if you can bash the one into the two, it disappears. If you can bash the two into the three, it disappears. If you can bash the three into the one, it disappears. But if you do any other combination, two into one, three into two, et cetera, 
then they do not disappear. They stay on the screen. And it's your job to eliminate all these numbered balls from the screen. Now, of course, there are different obstacles that are in your way that can either hinder or help you move these balls around. Because again, you cannot just move them a single space and stop unless there's a wall there. So they've got to run into either a wall or a number that does not make it disappear in order for it to stop. So therein lies the challenge and the puzzle as you're trying to rid your screen of these little balls. Really interesting concept. And uh, this game is actually a port of a game by Bjorn Carlsen and Jonas Nordberg that was initially developed for the Amiga in 1995. And I am real proud to say that this is like the ultimate hipster game because according to their original game page, it only sold 11 copies. <laughs> so first and foremost, I want to give big props to uh, not only Bjorn and Jonas, but also a number of other folks who are porting this game to many different systems. And um, I'd like to thank especially Joyrider3774, who is the Playdate port developer who also hopped onto our discord the hello play day podcast discord and gave us a ton of information and some really interesting history about this game so before i start soliciting responses from you guys don and nick uh, about your thoughts on gameplay i'd like to rattle off a little of this because i think this is super interesting stuff uh Me so i'm not go for awesome it. Okay, good. I was not going to wait for a response because I didn't want you to say no, but thank you, Nick. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, so uh, Joyrider3774 uh, says, I've gotten to know the game because Flavor initially made a port for the GP32, an open source handheld console. So uh, Joyrider says that he was looking for projects to do for the GP2X and came across Dynamate from Flavor. Joy says that if you contacted the original developers, not Flavor, but uh, Bjorn and uh, Jonas, um, to make a port, they would provide you with two code files. So they're very open to the development of this game on other platforms or the porting of this game to other platforms. But essentially, uh, Joyrider says that one file contained code to the levels and the other code file contained the basic rules, the engine of the game, but there is nothing visual or runnable about these two code files. So you still had to make a game around it and make use of these two code files. He says, that is how my version for the GP2X came to be. I created a game around it and uh, did ask Flavor if I could use his graphics and some sounds from the GP32 version, which he allowed. You can still find this colored version for the GP2X here. So I mentioned the balls in Playdate are numbered. The balls originally were colored and it would tell you, you know, you can run, run the red into the green, the green into the blue, the blue into the red in order to make them disappear, uh, but not vice versa. So anyhow, it converted to numbers for Playdate because it's uh, monochrome. So there we go. Uh, we're going to have a link to the GP2X version in our show notes. And Joyrider says, along with the GP2X version, uh, he also made a Windows version, which is available for download here and should still run on modern Windows versions. Awesome. Also a show, uh, link for that in the show notes for today's episode. Joyrider goes on to say, now 
as some of you may know or not know, all the games I did for Playdate 8 until now are all games I once made for the GP2X when I was still in my early 20s. The code was rough, but my way to port these to Playdate has always been the same. First, I clean up the code for the SDL Windows version, split it up over multiple source files, as I did not know at the time how to do this, and make it run from a single main game loop. Once that is finished, I start by converting all the graphics, code, functions I use from SDL to Playdate SDK counterparts until I got a com uh, compilable game for the Playdate simulator. And then I start by fixing bugs and sometimes enhancing things to make it work for the Playdate. The game on the Playdate is an almost exact copy of the game I made for the GP2X Windows uh, version in the past, except for the graphics. Uh, so he goes on to talk about how normally the game's in color, as I mentioned, and converted it to numbers for the Playdate. He says, besides mine, Flavors and the original author's version, other, pe uh, other people had contacted the original authors as well to port the game to numerous other systems like Game Boy Color, Symbian OS, Palm OS, Neo Geo Pocket, SNES, Dreamcast. All of these versions have their own take on the game, but the core game rules is always the same, uh, are always the same uh, since we got provided a CPP file to make that happen. I, for example, added a level editor to the game so people could make their own levels and potentially share with others, but not every version has this option. Some kept it to the supplied levels by Bjorn and Jonas. Um, so he also mentions that the Playdate version source is available on GitHub. So we'll have a link to that in the show notes as well. All right, that's probably a good point to sort of stop that uh, history and maybe turn it over to Don and Nick for a bit. Uh, wake up, guys, and see how they did on this game. Don, Nick, either of you guys, how did you fancy this most hipster of puzzle games on the Playdate? Yeah, I'm I'm uh, really impressed with the history of this game. Uh, there have been a number of preservation efforts that have uh, found homes on the Playdate. Uh, you know, almost... Uh, beyond belief how, how many of them uh, there have been in, in recent uh, memory. Just uh, last episode, I think, we were talking about a, another one um, and made in Wired, of course, uh, before that. So um, this is really special and super cool. And uh, it's really impressive to me that the original developers are actively involved in helping these ports come to life. You know, if they don't have experience with or time to develop these ports themselves. The standalone game is is so good and interesting that other people are interested in porting it, and they're totally willing to help them out with C++ files. That's the CPP file. Ah, thank uh, you for the translation. To, to help do that. Um, and uh, the developer of the Playdate version, Joyrider, um, Obviously, very accomplished in uh, making these ports uh, to the GP2X, uh, which is a handheld that I always thought was cool, but I never got one. Um, I have done some development in SDL, and uh, so when they mentioned SDL in the Discord, you know, my um, virtual ears perked up and uh, started. Uh, thinking about uh, some different ideas. But at any rate, this is, uh, it's really cool. Um, so 
with that out of the way, oh, and the fact that it's uh, open source and uh, uh, the source is available uh, for people to download and see how it was implemented by a Joyrider on the Playdate. I think that is also super cool. So thanks, thanks for all that, and uh, thanks for making a fun game um, to the original developers and the the Playdate version to Joyrider. Uh, so thoughts. Uh, I maybe I got farther than the rest of you. We've been kind of chatting about that. Um, I made it to level twenty-one. There are thirty included levels in the game, um, and some are real thinkers. <laughs> they, they take a little while to. Uh, to get through and i was impressed with the difficulty because if at first i thought it, it might be a, a fairly um trivial uh kind of puzzle game um until i started seeing the comments in our discord about how people were stuck on stage like five um <laughs> so then i realized you know there's probably a lot more to this and once i dug in i yeah that's definitely the case this is a real thinker uh of a puzzle game so uh individual stages don't take a super long time to complete they can there's no time limit um but generally speaking you're uh at least for me i was moving the little dots around and throwing them off the screen, which causes you to fail and restart <laughs> um, more frequently than, um, you know, once every couple of minutes or so. So an individual stage doesn't take, uh, you know, all day to complete or anything like that. Um, and I don't know. I, I am curious about a couple of things, which I'll mention here in a second. But uh, I, I did not finish the game. Um, I am really interested to see if the level that I'm currently stuck at, uh, you know, is, is the big difficulty spike for me, um, with puzzle games, you know, there, there tend to be different ways of thinking. And so sometimes a stage that's super hard for one person is really easy for another person. And, and then, you know, same thing can happen later on for somebody else and it's really easy for the other person yeah so. so true i i got stuck on level eight and just could not wrap my brain around how to do it of course once i was told how to do it it made total sense but then all that to say the very next level level nine i felt like it was super easy so maybe 21 will be your difficulty spike as you mentioned nick but hey don did you have a chance to play this one too yeah i looking at the first two levels i was like oh man this is right up my alley i like these type of uh, block sliding games and i thought i was gonna be really into this and then i i didn't understand one of the mechanics on stage three or four with this chain effect like mm -hmm. if you line up a bunch of the same value ball and then hit it with the ball that should wipe it out they'll all wipe out at once and i didn't understand like it's right there on the screen like all the rules are there mm -hmm. but if you don't understand like if you don't know the rules those little reminders don't mean anything to you and 
I ended up deleting my save and starting over because I, I thought maybe I missed a tutorial or I missed something earlier on that would have taught me how to do it. And I didn't, but, uh, in the discord, it, it was like, Oh no, this is what this part of the tutorial, this is what this part of the instructions mean. So then I, okay, I get it. And then the level I was stuck on that I failed 40 times. I solved in like literally 10 seconds <laughs> after I knew that, that mechanism. Um, yeah, because I knew how to get the pieces where they need to be because I'd done it a bunch of times. Yeah. I just didn't realize, oh, I moved this one block up one square and that would have made a difference. You know, um, it's, it's funny to hear you talk about that little instruction guide over to the right hand side, which we haven't mm -hmm. really mentioned yet. Essentially on the screen, on the play date, as you're playing the game, there's this little right hand uh, inset portion which gives you these lovely little visual instructions, what hits what, what doesn't work, how a chain works. And it's it's all very visual. It's not very word-based. And so naturally, I loved it. <laughs> I thought it was really incredible. When I saw that and read through it, it made instant sense to me. But it sounds like maybe that did not work so well for you, Don, and maybe some other folks here too. Um uh, well, honestly, like I was really sick. Like my brain, mm -hmm. this was maybe the wrong game to have right <laughs> during this period yeah. because I was yeah. just really sick for uh, like three weeks. Yeah. Um, and so well, I just my, my brain wasn't there. I played a lot of Power Wash Simulator the last couple of weeks because <laughs> it's just like I didn't have to think. Um, I wonder what this would have been like. Maybe if I come back to it in a while, uh, <laughs> when I'm a little sharper, um, maybe it'll make more sense. I just I really struggled with it and I feel like I've played similar games but there's just a, a couple more rules added on that uh, give it a lot more depth and make it a lot more challenging and like Nick was saying um, he hit a puzzle that was very difficult and then the next puzzle wasn't and so I could see how just having those couple extra rules can make some puzzles really spike but then because of the way everybody's brain works, the next puzzle that uses a different type of strategy or different set of rules would not be as difficult, uh, which is really interesting, which is cool for puzzle games. That's a strength, I think, of a good puzzle game. Yeah, so, I, yeah. I, I will give Don uh, some backpats here because this game does feel to me too, even not on COVID brain, like it's, uh, a really challenging puzzle game. Um, as Nick mentioned, there's 30 levels total. And just another little side note, you can actually preview each level. Um, you cannot play each level, but you can preview every single level in the game if you like, uh, but you got to unlock it in order to play it. So anyway, all that to say, I was getting stuck relatively early on. I, I mentioned getting stuck on level eight and that's, you know, not even a third into the game. Um, Real quick, I I thought it was cool. Like when I I realized I could look at the next level, I was like, oh, I'll just play that. And then you can't. You have to beat uh -huh. the level. Like I I played another game recently where you could just skip puzzles and just keep playing. And oh, it's a uh, you know that I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's like those ads you get on your phone for like games. Like and, oh, it looks really fun, and then you go to download the game, and like the ad is not the game at all. There's a game <laughs> of just those games. And on that one, you can just skip it. If you if you're bad at that puzzle, you skip it. Anyway, uh, that's a huh. <laughs> anyway. 
Um, but so I was excited that I could just keep playing like, oh, I don't get this one. I'll go to the next one. And maybe that would be a strength for this instead of being stuck on one puzzle for hours or maybe ever and put the game <laughs> down. You could just skip to the next puzzle and still have fun with it and then come back. I I like the challenge of this. You know, there's a limited number of stages and I feel like uh, even on the one that I'm stuck on currently one day. I'll figure it out and be able to <laughs> progress. And then I'll have, you know, another uh, eight stages worth of content to explore. And that's kind of exciting to me. Um, and uh, we haven't talked about the level editor, I don't think, have we? Not yet, but I think I might actually on you on that point for a moment, if I can, Nick, sure. and side with Don a little bit. You know, I am hopelessly sequential <laughs> i must yeah. do one before two and then three but i can totally see where don's coming from on this and like rolling this over in my head if i were able to hop past eight and try nine then maybe come back to it with you know sometimes you just need a little mojo before you get into that level and really complete it you know like oh i'm feeling a little more confident now that i did level nine so let me come back to level eight and with new eyes and so I, I don't know. I, I think that could potentially be a, a really cool thing to be able to jump around different levels. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that would be a bad option, but uh, I'm just saying it wouldn't be necessarily one that I would exercise. And, mm -hmm. and I in, enjoy the sequential nature of it uh, personally. But um, if you do get mired in a particular puzzle, there is a level editor which allows you to create your own uh, stages and theoretically share them with others, although I'm not sure how that would work. Um, I have not actually experimented with the level editor and we were talking briefly at the beginning. I don't think any of us uh, gave that much of a shot. Um, so uh, I am curious and I would be interested to see um, other people's stages and, and takes on this, this particular puzzle format because it is there are several mechanics that make it uh, not super obvious, like the combo thing that Don was mentioning. Um, I, it took me several tries on that stage as well, because I kept assuming that if they were grouped together near each other, you didn't have to combo your way through them all, that there would be some sort of chain reaction. Um, that was not the case. Uh, so, you move vertically or horizontal and that is it. And there's no action that takes place outside of the vertical or horizontal axis. Mm -hmm. um, so it's uh, important to get everything lined up just so before trying to execute, yeah. um, which is cool. And I really appreciated it once I figured that out, but it wasn't even with a little pictorial uh, in the tutorial little section on the side. It didn't quite click for me uh, right away, so um, it's it's interesting that uh, Don and I, you know, had kind of similar experiences with that. Although I don't know if Don uh, made the silly mistake of thinking that things in an L shape would work. <laughs> I, I wish because that would make a lot of the puzzles a lot easier. Yeah, so Nick touched on the level editor here, um, and even Joyrider mentioned it in our Discord. Um, 
And Nick also alluded to the fact that neither one of us, none of us have really dove into that level editor yet. But I do think it would be awfully cool to share custom levels. And it would even be neat to like, you know, have a, a a discord channel where you know you can share your custom levels and maybe a bunch of people could do it or we could have a an episode where we do something like that um but i don't know how to share it is like I, I guess since none of us have hopped in there we really know much about that but uh maybe joy rider can illuminate that uh aspect in our discord can we share custom levels on playdate if it creates files you could share the files and plug them into a PC and load them. I think that's how the uh, Picross game works. I think double mm. games work like that on Playdate. Hmm. Okay, well, that's doable. Uh, yeah, we we did get some words from Dino, who I am always excited to hear from. Dino, thank you for chiming in on our Discord. Um, I'll read some Dino stuff. Do you guys want me to read all this, or do you want to chime in? You have any preference? summarize i mean basically he said with some strong coffee quiet space and a longer session uh he can improve his chances and i could see that like once you get in the headspace of like this is how it works some puzzle games are just like that um we've all probably had that experience of when you play so much tetris that you're playing it when you're not playing it you know you're just at work or whatever and you're seeing things fit together mm-hmm. i could see something like that happen here where you're just like oh this matches with this this matches with this oh i think that's what he was kind of alluding to yeah it's getting that dynamate problem. effect going on right mm-hmm. <laughs> when you put that server on the shelf and then it creates a line <laughs> oh uh i i'm i'm worried that i might be upsetting don if i read all of this so i'm gonna jump to dino's tldr which is a simple engaging and challenging title another wonderful preservation effort and one with dna rooted in a system from my childhood the game's links to the amiga added personal nostalgia to the experience for dino and he said he really appreciates the incredible detail that Joy Rider is providing and the amazing effort he's invested in preserving this title. Thanks for being a rare Amiga title, uh, bringing a rare Amiga title to my attention. So cool. Dino, thank you so much for chiming in on our Discord. Uh, Joy Rider as well for porting this lovely game to this lovely platform. I had a ton of fun playing this and I'm not done. I don't think any of us are. <laughs> we, none of us made it through all 30 levels. Um, but this was really a joy to get into. Uh, I've really been having a ton of fun with puzzle games recently, and I just completed my favorite Game Boy game of all time uh, over the holidays, which is Mole Mania. So I'm, uh, I was really on a puzzle game kick, and this really scratched that itch for me on the play date. Uh, but Nick and Don, thank you for playing this along with me and chatting with me about it here. Yeah, and if you uh, if you guys are not familiar with Joyrider, um, he has a lot of games that are ports of older, um, lost games uh, that have been ported to the Playdate, and most of them are free or pay what you want. Maybe all of them. So uh, yeah, give him a look. I mean, he did that Formula One game and watch really early on, but uh, I know we've talked about Waternet and Puzzle Land and a couple others. So yeah, go look at his profile and check him out. Cool, another prolific dev. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of which, our oh, where is it? Our pick for next week. I don't see it on here. Anyway, our pick for next week is mine, and it got erased somewhere. But it's going to be Yoyozo. Hey, 
Oh, game of the year, baby. Hi, Matt. Nice. Sustin. That is so strange because I know I put it in here anyway. Um, so uh, please join us. Uh, check it out now. Play it and then join the conversation. Um, you can hop on our Discord and we have a channel there for game of the week or pick of the week, uh, whatever it's called. Anyway, there's a Discord channel dedicated to whatever we're playing on our next episode. So you can hop in there and talk about it with us. Give us your thoughts and we'll share them on air if you'd like. But uh Exchange, exchange strategies and sometimes the devs pop in there and, and uh chat which is really neat but uh it's been fun little game club kind of situation there so that's been a lot of fun yeah very cool jump on the discord we'll have a link to that in our show notes as well lots of links in today's show notes hope you enjoy them all um dono nico shall we call it a day let's call it a day thank you so much guys um you can you can email us hello podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Discord is probably the best way to find us. And our uh, website, playdatepodcast.com. And we will see you with our top tens or best of 2023s or something like that on our next episode. So our boop of 2023 next episode. Don't forget to chime in. Boop free. Thank you so much. See you soon. <laughs>